Hey everybody, my name is Noah, and as some of you know, I have chronic Lyme disease. I'm putting together this podcast to create awareness for the disease and hopefully provide some education and knowledge on the subject for you guys. It's uh, it's really hard having a chronic illness in my mid-20s, and Lyme has kind of touched everything that I'm involved with, whether that be marriage or activities like climbing and running, friendships, faith, work, the list goes on. Um, but here on the show, my guests and I will cover a variety of these topics, and I hope that by sharing our stories and experiences, you'll have a better understanding on how to approach a friend or family member with a chronic illness and better support them, while also realizing that we're not really all that different. Um, I'll be diving into research studies, discussing casual forums, and just chatting with a corona or a coffee in hand, sometimes with friends, about all the different aspects of having a chronic illness in 20s, 30s, 40s, really any stage of life. Uh, I hope you enjoy Corona with Lyme podcast and share it with your friends and family. I'll be releasing full-length episodes starting in the next month, so definitely stay tuned. Okay, so obviously the focus of this podcast will, at least at the beginning, be on Lyme disease, because that's what I know best from personal experience. But the hope is to be able to cover and have guests for a variety of chronic illnesses, diseases, conditions. I want to start off with a quote-unquote episode zero, which is what this is, to kind of define my terms so you're able to listen to these conversations without a Google page out next to you while you listen. Thankfully, there's not a nasty Latin involved, but there's a little, um, because we all know that podcasts are best listened to when you're trying to do something else. So I'm trying to make this easier for you guys. The first thing I'll discuss or answer is what is Lyme disease? Well, That's a really simple question, technically, but it starts to get really broad and kind of complicated, so I'll try my best to start with the basics and kind of spread out from there. Lyme disease is a tick-borne illness, technically known as Borreliosis, named after the bacteria that is transmitted through the tick, uh, Borrelia burgdorferi. Uh, It's a vector-borne disease, which is a general term for a disease contracted through the bite of a mosquito, tick, or something similar. And as a side note, anyone listening to this that knows the topic better than me, I would absolutely love an email with all the phonetic pronunciations of all of these terms because I'm not a medical professional. Uh, And yeah, quick note on the side note, I'm not a medical professional. Please don't use this podcast to treat or diagnose your chronic illnesses in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Please go to a doctor for a diagnosis. Please. Uh, Not that I'll be trying to diagnose you at all, but I feel like I have to say that so I don't get sued. And that can't happen because all of my money is going into this podcast and a new roof for the house. So, anyways... This bacteria gets transmitted from a tick to a human when the tick is attached to the skin. Uh, Usually a bullseye-shaped rash called erythema migrans forms around the bite up to a few days or sometimes up to a few weeks after the bite. Though, here's a weird thing, is not all Lyme-ridden tick bites present that exact rash. For example, my rash was just a big red and purple 
bruise-looking rash, which is how I ended up going untreated for a while because the doctor at the patient first or urgent care, wherever I went to, thought it was just a spider bite and I had a little skin infection. So they gave me um, an antibiotic to treat the skin infection and then the rash went away and I continued to experience uh, Lyme symptoms uh, but I really had no idea what was going on. Um, and sometimes uh, Lyme-ridden tick bites don't even present a rash at all, which is super scary if you think about it. <laughs> if people know anything about Lyme disease, the thing that they usually know is that there's a bullseye rash and they have to look out for it after discovering an embedded tick on their person. But if the bite doesn't produce a rash at all, it can be really hard to catch ahead of time unless... You're informed on what other symptoms to watch out for, which is what I'm here for, and I hope you learn. Um, according to a quick Google search, which I know is a really reliable reference, uh, just over 3 million cases are reported every year in the United States alone for Lyme disease. So let's say only 10% of those cases go untreated and develop into chronic Lyme disease. That's still 300,000 thousand people now dealing with some really severe symptoms and a heavily affected lifestyle. The crazy part is that the percentage is probably much higher. I'll come back with you guys on a percentage for that. Um, consider yourself an informed, gracious, and beautiful listener. Um, and another quick thing, if on this podcast and future episodes, if I reference research material um, at all, I'll just put the link to that material in the episode description for the podcast so you can go and fact check, fact check me and uh, learn more about that topic. Uh, if I don't provide a reference for some facts that I'm providing, it was probably just a quick Google search or it's just general knowledge that I have from having the disease for a few years that I learned from my doctor or whatever. But okay, anyways. Besides the rash, other initial symptoms could include noticeable fatigue, joint pain, chills, swollen lymph nodes, and fever. And these will present in people in different severities because everyone's different, obviously. But in acute or short-term presentations of Lyme, one can usually expect to see those main things along with the bullseye rash. Honestly, what's scariest to me is that these symptoms look just like the flu. Like none of these are super outstanding or crazy. So it often goes undiagnosed and the disease enters a late or a chronic phase, which is what happened to myself and many, many others. Uh, at this point in the description of the disease, we start to head down a very long road of complications if the Lyme isn't treated immediately. So thankfully, some of the time, the condition can be slowed or stopped from reaching a post-treatment or chronic stage. In these later stages, Lyme disease could literally go anywhere. It can affect any and several systems of the body, and it's not always expected or consistent. Because that's something else crazy about the Lyme bacteria is that it doesn't go away. It like hides and reappears and it moves around from system to system if it wanted. Like the nervous system, circulatory system uh, can affect your lymphatic system or your immune system, etc., etc., etc. The systems that I've affected by Lyme seem to continually change and I never know what to expect. And just like the onset of 
symptoms are varied in severity between person and person, the late stages of Lyme can be the same way, but multiplied because there's so many options that the disease could go. Uh, I experience flare-ups of the disease a few times a year, lasting about a month or two with every flare-up, but there are some people where it's a daily battle, and it's been that way for them for years. Uh, Hospitalizations for IV antibiotics, blood treatments, surgery, the list goes on. Um, How I kind of like to describe it to people uh, is like, have you ever been stuck on a level of a video game or like you're working on a puzzle at your table and you can't find that one piece that you need? Well, that's like what it's have. That's, that's what it's like to have Lyme. You're never really knowing how to finish a stage or what the next step should be, except there's usually never any resolution. You're stuck in that like confused, blocked frame of mind for a very long time and usually a lifetime. Um, there's technically no cure For Lyme, as far as I understand, there can only be adapting treatment as life continues, and we in the Lyme community pray every day for more treatments to become available. Uh, Well, we have, as you can hopefully tell, we've got a lot of ground to cover in this podcast. Like, I could probably dedicate entire episodes just talking about dietary treatments, or a set of episodes talking about exercise treatments and how those things should be used to assist fighting Lyme for each individual system of the body. So that's pretty much where I'll stop all the definitions for right now, only because if I go further, I'll be stuck in my chair for the next 35 years just recording episode zero. Uh, Trust me, we'll have a lot of episodes covering all the details, reading through research articles together, hearing the stories of people living the chronic life, and then discussing available treatment options. So to finish up, something I'll plug here often on the podcast, so get used to it, is prevention tactics for tick bites and the recognition of initial symptoms so you can protect yourself and your families from this really, really sucky disease. Um, You've heard it a ton when you were a kid, but if I could say it one more time, please apply bug spray when you go outside, especially during spring, now that summer's approaching, uh, and early fall, even if you're just running into the backyard real quick to grab something from the shed, or to throw a ball with your dog, or if you throw a ball with your cat, I don't know if that's a thing that people do. Um, Anyways, toss some of that sweet, sweet deet on your body. Um, yeah, it stinks and it's inconvenience, but I could name a few Lyme symptoms that are a lot more inconvenient. Uh, if you do end up with a tick bite, still keep a close eye out for a rash and initial symptoms and keep the bite area clean so it doesn't get infected. But that's just as you should be doing with mosquito bites, spider bites, etc. Well, uh, there's episode zero. If you ever recommend this podcast to a friend or family member after several episodes have been released, point them to this episode to give them a quick baseline before they hop into the show wherever. Uh, If you have questions or ideas for the podcast or want to connect on social stuffs, my email is coronawithlime.podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Corona with Lime Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Lime Podcast. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.